great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibilities Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. And before we go on with the rest of this episode, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. And recently, I was able to get a sponsorship from Ty Lopez. He's an internet marketer, an internet entrepreneur, an angel investor. And I want to say thank you because these episodes and this podcast would not be possible without our sponsors. And this is something I'm incredibly excited about. I mean, have you ever been so excited about something that you just your mind just starts buzzing and you have to tell someone about it? So that's what's happening to me as I'm learning about how to add more streams of income from Ty Lopez's cash flow program. So that's Cashflow, C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W. That's Cashflow with two W's. And what he's been doing is he's been teaching me all about how to start a business without employees and startup costs. So you don't have to worry about all those fancy startup costs. You can get started right now. And how to build a brand on social media so you can earn an income from your brand. Whether you decide to start a podcast or whether you started a YouTube channel, I've done those things. Yet even I am having the opportunity to learn more ways to earn an income. And also, you'll also learn why certain companies would rather pay everyday people just like you and me to promote their products and services you don't have to be a celebrity you don't today you don't have to be uh, have a hundred thousand followers you can get started right now on starting your business without employees and you don't have to be super famous you can do this right from your very own home and basically He's teaching me all of these useful things to know about making money. And I didn't realize how much potential there is right now on the internet. And I was also shocked to know about how easy it is to get started. I mean, it used to be so time-consuming and expensive to start your own business. You'd have to worry about hiring an employee. You'd have to worry about starting you know, some, some corporations and... While those are some things you might want to consider down the road, getting started on the internet to start making money, earning income, earning an extra stream of income is incredibly simple. And Ty Lopez has created this amazing cash flow program. That's C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W with two W's. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be time consuming. It's all changed with that program. So trust me, you're going to want to check it out too. Now, here's what you can do is you're going to get a special offer if you go through and let them know that you were able to hear about his program through me. So here's a special link for you. That's cashflow.com slash your life, your way. That's cashflow.com slash your life, your way. C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-W.com slash Y-O-U-R-L-I-F-E-Y-O-U-R-W-A-Y. Again, that's cashflow.com with two W's slash your life, your way. And let me know how it goes. You are not going to be disappointed. And with that, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be continuing on this with, with the rest of this episode. Hey. 
Hey there, and thank you for tuning in. Now, before we get into this episode of Warren Buffett, wanting to be like Warren Buffett, and these three questions that we can ask ourselves if we want that, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for tuning in. It is an honor. It is a privilege to have you as a listener, and I am totally grateful for this opportunity to do this episode for you. And with that, let's get into those questions. So wanting to be like Warren Buffett, one of the most successful, wealthiest men in the world, most influential men in investing, business partners with Charlie Munger, one of the most successful business partners and men in the world. Obviously, uh, Charlie Munger has allowed Warren Buffett to be the face man and his relationship has worked out very well. Or not the face man, but basically Charlie Munger has allowed Warren Buffett to be Warren Buffett and has desired and allowed himself to you know, stay more behind the scenes. And of course, everyone knows Charlie Munger who knows Warren Buffett. But with that said, in terms of their business relationship, in terms of Warren Buffett's billions of dollars, in terms of Warren Buffett's life, in terms of how Warren Buffett was able to become so successful, there are so many of us that can want a little bit of that. And whether you're wondering right now, well, can I be like Warren Buffett? Or what can I do to be more like Warren Buffett? Or how can I become a more successful investor? Or how can I make lots of money? Maybe these questions that I'm about to share with you might be very helpful. And this episode is inspired by an ad. I was watching YouTube today. And in the YouTube video, the guy was pitching a stock trading alert system, like text messages or emails. And his perspective was, it, it opened up with this. And he goes, you can't be like Warren Buffett. You don't want to learn from Warren Buffett. You can't learn from Warren Buffett simply because he's worth tens of billions of dollars. And if you're not worth that much, you literally just you don't have access to the things that Warren Buffett has. And while I, I totally believe and can agree with the sentiment, the truth of the matter of most people don't have access to the things that Warren Buffett has. Most of us don't have billions of dollars that can save a company that's struggling and sign a check for a hundred million to a billion dollars without flinching an eye, without batting an eyelid, without, you know, feeling uncomfortable. And with that said, most of us don't have access to that kind of capital, those kinds of resources and people that even recognize us for being able to contribute in that type of way. Most of us haven't built massively successful businesses and became well-known for being successful investors. Most of us aren't known for having one of the greatest business partnerships of the century, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and all of that. And most of us haven't had the opportunity to even trade anywhere or not trade, but invest in some of these opportunities that Warren Buffett has. But... This doesn't mean that it's not possible to adopt or learn from or gain insight 
into how to become more successful, how to live a more prosperous life financially and all of those things, it doesn't mean that we can't learn those things and apply them to our lives in order to increase our possible chances of becoming more successful, more wealthy, more financially wealthy, more influential, better investors, safer investors, and make more money in the long run. So it's possible to do those things. And Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. Find modeling or, or apply the concept of modeling. Finding people that you admire that are doing the things you want to do and learn from them. If you can't talk to them directly, watch their videos. If you can't watch their videos, read their books. If they don't have any books, well, most success, just about every successful person in the world has a book. But if they don't have any of that stuff, um, you know, but fortunately we're talking about Warren Buffett and he has a book. Anyway, he has lots and lots of books. He's got a biography called Snowball. He's got books with Charlie Munger written by other people where it's like a Q&A where, you can, where you're literally imagining yourself sitting in a Q&A session with Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger asking them questions. It's called All I Want to Know is Where I'm Going to Die So I'll Never Go There. It's an absolutely amazing book by Peter Bevelin, and of course, I'm pretty sure he got permission from Warren Buffett and actually got some, you know, real words from Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger to get the right answers from them that can help others. And as you read through all of this stuff, as you read through all of the materials and stories of Warren Buffett and books about Warren Buffett, and you've thought, hey, maybe I want to be like Warren Buffett. Maybe I want to pursue my life and become a great investor and you know have people know me and have people like maybe you wanted to like have people recognize you for massively good business decisions and whatever it is that inspires you to want to be like Warren Buffett let's look at these three questions that can help us get more into the insight and I'm, and I'm not basing this off of one video that I saw I've watched Warren Buffett videos multiple times. I've seen him interview with Bill Gates, Jack Welch. Uh, I've watched, I've read his book essays of War, the War, the essays of Warren Buffett. I've listened to other books about him, about stock market arbitrage. I've read book, I've listened to his book Snowball. I've read articles about Warren Buffett. I've heard other people talk about Warren Buffett. So I'm not an expert on Warren Buffett, but I've read quite a lot of materials. And coming from this understanding or this perspective of listening to a lot of Tony Robbins of what he talks about modeling success and uh, coaching background. There's three questions that I think are incredibly powerful that we can consider if we want to be like Warren Buffett before, you know, jumping in to do all that because Warren Buffett is a very unique person. So let's start looking at these questions. First, what sacrifices are we willing to make? Warren Buffett has made so many sacrifices. Now, we, we hear about a person that is living, he's worth tens of billions of dollars, and I'm not saying sacrifice in like, you know, that sad sense, like I have to give up my, my family to be able to run this business. I'm not talking about that. Like, I'm talking about simple things like, what are you willing to sacrifice or what are we willing to sacrifice to become more like Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett isn't frugal. I, you know, a lot of people say Warren Buffett lives frugally. He lives on a couple dollars a day, but I don't call that living frugally because 
although Warren Buffett does not spend a lot on himself, he spends a lot in good or great business decisions. And in order to have billions of dollars to be able to put into an investment at at any moment to save an ailing business and take ownership of it, that requires a ton of sacrifices. You know, Warren Buffett has been known to have the same house and the same car for many, many years. And that requires a sacrifice. Can you sacrifice buying your your interest in cars? Can you sacrifice your desire for constantly for luxury dining experiences can you sacrifice you know and of course there's the the element of you know warren buffett's got a ton of businesses and he probably does and enjoys tons and tons of things today because he has so much money and he probably you know calls them business expenses or whatever you want to call it you know talk to his accountant or talk to his financial advisor but or whatever but to get there he had to make a lot of sacrifices and and these are sacrifices mostly material sacrifices so what are you willing to sacrifice are you willing to sacrifice enjoyment in of the moment or you know enjoyment of the next four hours to to read new all the newspapers and articles about business all day long for the next five ten years so that's that's a question and in thinking about warren buffett's sacrifices you know, to, to sacrifice the idea that people think you're frugal and people think that you won't spend money on things while Warren Buffett has been donating tens of billions of dollars to charities every single year. He's or maybe not every single year, but over the over the term of his career, he's donated tens of billions of dollars. And he who else would you go for, for for money like that, for those types of resources if you have a big, huge company and it's failing but you know, you're publicly traded and you don't want to go bankrupt and you need somebody to help pull you out or even if you're not publicly traded but who has that type of capital that's able to help an ailing business? And I'm not saying ailing business like a bad business, right? Uh, you know, you got Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. They're known for being risk averse. It's not about, uh, you know, frugality or finding a cheap business and just hoping it goes up. It's about reducing all the risk possible by finding a business that has tons of great assets, tons of sales. And, you know, if they happen to be struggling for one year, if they have tons of assets, maybe it's a good buy for them and again this is speculation on what they might or might not do right but the question remains you know the first question is what are you willing to sacrifice and when we think about that concept we have to also consider what do we believe or what is our level of confidence in ourselves in our approach to money what is our level of confidence are we capable of believing that it's possible to become that wealthy if you read Warren Buffett's books or listen to his biography or whatever you'll find that in many of Warren Buffett's stories particularly snowball Warren Buffett from a very young age had a huge desire to be very wealthy and it's so interesting because in the book he even admits or at least the writer uh, admits or says of Warren Buffett that Warren Buffett did not really want to work hard. 
You know, he wanted to do the things that he loved and enjoyed. And he just wanted to become very wealthy. So, and he had the confidence and belief in himself to do that. And here, let's look at another topic right now. This topic of, of, uh, this topic of Warren Buffett and having confidence and believing in the concept of compound compounding dollars, compounding money, compounding interest. So if we look at compound interest, compound dollars, we've got the idea. You've heard of it before. You probably heard Einstein said compound interest is the most powerful force in the world. I don't actually know if he wrote that. I sometimes debate that he didn't write that because because there's probably more that he would have. I think it's it just sounds like something that Albert Einstein wouldn't say, but like someone made a meme about it and, you know, attributed to Albert Einstein. And then it just became pop culture. He could have. But anyway, moving on. This, this topic of compound interest, this idea of compounding money, right? You take a dollar and there's a story of Warren Buffett where he, and it, it's a great story about how he views dollars, and he views dollars in future terms, what it could be worth a thousand, hundred years from now, 50 to a hundred years from now. And a dollar, if you're able to increase the value of that dollar by 10 cents year after year, or uh, uh, compound that by 10% year after year after year for a hundred years, you've got over 13, 12 or $13,000 over a hundred years. So if you're able to like live in that mindset of, perceiving compound interest like you know compound interest when you're studying it but are you living compound interest are you able to understand compound interest and realize that a dollar now can be 12 or thirteen thousand dollars but not just sit on that dollar but as warren buffett might do figure out how to put that dollar to work and from that point do you have the confidence in yourself or what is your level of confidence in your ability to build up that that compounding amount year after year after year? And we're only talking about 10% per year. Think about it. So, you know, the first year, $1.10. And then the second year is $1.21. And then, you know, uh, the next year after that is a dollar dollar thirty a dollar thirty two cents or something right so you know each year it compounds and it quickly starts to add up but do you have the confidence that you can actually do that can you sell buy something for a dollar and ten and then take that money and reinvest it into something and make that a dollar get another 10% increase in that, right? So with that said, you know, what belief in yourself do you have with that? How confident are you that you can take whatever money you have for a business, for an idea, and multiply that or increase it by 10% year after year after year? Now, of course, it is considered relatively difficult to do that because the banks are only offering so much in their interests 
and everybody else, uh, you know, you got bitcoins and all of these things and the stock market, it's always risky. One year you can be up 20%, the next year you're down 10% and then it averages out to, you know, 10% year after year. But 20% is pretty high for, you know, the typical average uh, safer investment type. But speak with your financial advisor for any questions on that. Anyway, we're looking at this concept of that compounding dollar. So Warren Buffett not only knew about compound interest, but he also knew how he was going to be able to compound his dollars. And the thing is today, I mean, you look at some of the Silicon Valley unicorns, any company that's growing by less than 50 or 100% per year is basically considered like, you know, a, a, a lost bet. They need to be growing like 100% plus per year. That's doubling in revenue each and every year. Otherwise, it's considered a, a bad investment. So you think about that level of money, then you've got much more than 100%. Now, obviously, there's other factors involved like taxes and, and you know potential losses, the risk, and all of that. So with that said, that is ultimately you know the second question. So first... We've got the question of what are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to look frugal to, you know, everybody, but have the tons and resources, the go-to person to be able to save a business or to be able to invest in a business, a great business opportunity at any moment? That's what Buffett has loved. That's what helped him become massively successful. And that's what he does. That's who he is. And then the second is, do you have the belief system or the confidence to become or to multiply your money, to compound your money? And that question is something that, you know, to add on to it, you might want to ask is if you don't have the confidence, how can you build that confidence? How can you build that belief in yourself? And finally, we're going to talk about this last question and it's a very valuable question in the sense that this is ultimately what has helped Warren Buffett become so successful. And that is how good at managing risk are you? And this isn't just like, like, you know, going to a, you know, going out in your car and saying, oh, well, you know, anybody, I have a one in one 10 million chance of getting into an accident today or whatever, anything like that. I just made that number up. But this question comes down to between Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, they became massively successful, not because, you know, I know Warren Buffett's called the Oracle of Omaha. And yes, you know, he was able, he's able to like see things in a different way. But after doing research, what I've come down to is this idea that Warren Buffett, it's, it's not about predicting the future. It's about reducing the risk between Warren Buffett and his bar, uh, partner, Charlie Munger. What they've done is just reduce the risk, reduce the pots, the, 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 with all the information that they can presently know, 
With that, they reduce the risk and increase the possibility of success. So how risk averse can you be? How much time can you dedicate to understanding a business? How much time can you, uh, you know, spend researching a potential stock? Is it one hour or is it four four days or is it an entire month before you make a purchase? Now, you know, there, there's a, a fine line between over analysis and, you know, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger style, right? So obviously the average trader on the average retail trader on Robinhood isn't going to spend six months to invest, you know, $2,000, you know, to find the next $2,000 deal and expect to you know, be like Warren Buffett. But, or it could, you know, be good habit for, but Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, of course, as the ad was mentioning at the beginning of this podcast, you know, as I was sharing about the ad is this idea that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are not available to the average person, but are available to men like men or women like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. And those types of opportunities require more research, require a lot of risk aversion. And, you know, we talk about risk aversion. Warren Buffett doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He's like the the ultimate safe the ultimate safe bet for your money. It, you know, so you've got this ultimate safe bet person who's going to be around, who has no publicly known vices, you know, that could harm his ability to be a good investor. He has none of those things. He's reduced the risk. He's financially reduced the risk by being frugal in every other area of his of his life while also be knowing exactly when and how to invest. He's got an amazing business partner, Charlie Munger, which is, uh, you know, simply you can't find that anywhere, right? Like it's a, it's a once in a lifetime, once in a century business partnership. You know, we've heard of Elon Musk and, you know, some of the business partners that he started like PayPal and, you know, with Peter Thiel and, We've heard of business partners like um, uh, Microsoft, Bill Gates, and Paul Allen, and Steve Jobs, and Steve Wozniak. But those are not the same business partnerships as Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. That, their partnership is literally once in a century now. There are probably others that are, are similar. But, you know, you can't knock whoever is number one off their number one spot in terms of you know, the greatest business partnerships in a century. Now, there's probably more. I might be, you know, maybe overvaluing their ability to form a, you know, a great partnership and both are happy, fulfilled, successful, wealthy men. But, and, you know, to prevent the possibility that, you know, they, they betrayed each other or anything, you know, and have been around for so many years. So th that's so difficult to find. And are you able to also be risk averse as when it comes to not just your own health, your life, how risk averse are you, but you know your finances and even your relationships. You know how risk averse are you in relationships? Are you incredibly trusting of people, or you know do you have certain ways of? I don't want to say filtering because it sounds inhumane, but like, do you have certain ways of? evaluating people that you can trust 
for a potential business partnership. And again, once in a century, which means these two people out of 7 billion people in the world are the only two men who have formed one of the most successful business relationships in the world, you know, that are still going that, you know, there's, as far as I've known, there's never been any controversy in there, negative controversy, which just makes them ideal and primed for anybody who needs an investment. And of course, the thousands or millions of people that want to be like them, that want to invest like them. And when we look at those three questions together, you know, to get insight into what we're willing to sacrifice to, you know, possibly reach that level of success. Because if you're not willing to sacrifice, then, you know, you might be able to get halfway there. Or maybe you'll be able to get a tenth of seven, seventy billion dollars, which is seven billion dollars. Or maybe you're able to get one uh, percent towards that, which is seven hundred million dollars. Even point one percent where you're at seventy million or or point zero one percent and you're at, you know, seven seven uh, I already lost count but anyway but anyway you get the point so are you able to sacrifice and you know how much are you willing to sacrifice in that in that area and there's other really really successful people who you know have tons of things that they buy and and you know tons of luxury items and they are incredibly happy you know they've got plenty of money they've got you know businesses reaching out to them so you don't have to necessarily sacrifice that much to be wealthy, happy, and successful. And Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, they are one of a kind. You know, they, so, you know, are you prepared for that? And second, you know, when we go back to this question of, um, you know, the confidence and the belief system that you have about money, about compounding interest, and your, your understanding of, or your belief in whether you can compound your money year after year and you're able to to be risk averse with it you know what are those beliefs what level of confidence do you have that you know you can buy a thousand dollars worth of a product and sell it for a hundred dollar profit now that's profit not just not just you know we're talking profit here not like all the expenses. So maybe you might sell $1,000 worth of stuff for $2,000, but you have $800, $900 of expenses, right? You know, that doesn't seem likely, but just, you know, as an example. And there's other opportunities where you can sell for more. I mean, software companies end up, you know, truly multiplying the value of the product they take to develop. A pharmaceutical company is big risk. But with that said, you know, and those are super high level, but, you know, just starting out, let's just say, you know, you're sitting at home and you're, you, maybe you finished college or maybe you left college or maybe you finished high school and you're just listening to this and you read a book about Warren Buffett and you want to be like him. Are there products that you feel you can, that you know about? Maybe they're trading cards. Maybe they're uh, books that you know the value of very well. And you would be able to find that product somewhere online where you can find it for 50% of the regular retail prices and you buy it and you're able to flip it for 100% profit, right? Because if, 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 if the retail price is 10 and you buy something for five, you just made 
and you sell it for $10, you just made 100% profit. So, well, obviously, you didn't, uh, that doesn't take into account the expenses. Like, you know, maybe you had to, uh, you know, if we consider interest for how long it takes you to sell and the space to rent to be able to carry that stuff. But with that said, you know, what level of belief do you have in that? What level of confidence? If it's not very high, then how can you raise it? And then third, that third question of, you know, risk aversion. And we're not talking about never going out into the street. We're not talking about never driving. We're not talking about not going skydiving. We're not talking about not going on a plane. We're not talking about, ooh, the, the, the coffee might spill on me in the car and, you know, whatever. We're talking about that risk aversion, which comes from thought, which comes from knowledge, which comes from lots and lots of research, which comes from, you know, thinking like Warren Buffett, looking to reduce the risk so that you can essentially not predict the future. I mean, predict the future, but you can ultimately know what's the most likely thing to happen. So, for example, I mean, let me ask you, if you've got two companies, and you, you'll know the answer to this, but I just want to remind you through this podcast of, you know, potentially a way to look at this. So, Instead of predicting the future on this, take two companies. One company is worth $5 million. The other company is also worth $5 million. But one has a CEO who's you know an Ivy League grad who has tons and tons of integrity, who has run multiple businesses. And you know this is a company that has been in the news for a lot of time and... Uh, you know, most of their leaders have high integrity. You've heard about them before. And this company is a product that's been proven and they've got tons of assets and, you know, their debt is, isn't too much, right? Because every company, of course, companies have, use debt. A company that doesn't leverage debt, um, you know, maybe they're, they're doing something wrong. I mean, it could mean a good thing that not leveraging your debt, but it could mean that they're also stifling their own growth or maybe, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not here to analyze that area, but let's say this other company, right? The same, same, worth same, same amount in an untested, uh, you know, product or service where the CEO really doesn't have that much about them. And you don't know too much about the company, but you know, the industry doesn't seem like there's too much growth or it seems like it's, uh, you know, possibly like a, a company that might be successful 20 years from now. Or, you know, maybe it's a first mover company and there's tons of opportunities for co competitors to possibly jump in and take over, right? So are you able to do that type of research? Which company do you think is safer? It's not predicting the future. It's reducing the risk of failure. And with that said, I want to thank you so much. This is the end of the episode. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And be sure to, you know, share this podcast with your friends if you liked it, if you thought it was helpful. You know, share the ideas, share the thoughts. And also, be sure to check out the Ideator Journal. That's the Ideator Journal. It's a, it's a Facebook page for it. And in the process of of uh, growing a brand to help bring some incredibly innovative ideas, you know, opportunities to earn an income and, and so many other great things 
that can be valuable to you. So be sure to check that out. It's the Ideator Journal. Um, you can find it online on Facebook. And with that, thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you.